All gas, no brake. Waggy sauce, Gardner. The moniker around them. That's not the same old Jets. Oh, listen, thank you. I don't know about slaying the dragon. Maybe it's becoming the dragon. That that uh, Super Bowl three trophy is looking a little lonely. We're, we're all taking receipts on all the people who continually mock and, and say that we ain't going to do anything. I'm taking receipts. I'm going to be more than happy to share them with all of y'all when it's all said and done. Hard Knocks is underway. We are just, oh, we are a month away from the regular season at the time of recording. By the time this drops tomorrow and the listening ears that are listening, it's the Jetsway Podcast. Jake, Sean, and Lorenzo got a ton to cover tonight. Got to talk Hard Knocks. The Jets' offensive line, what's going to happen there? Dalvin Cook, the whole nine yards. But, guys, how's it going? You know, I'm I'm doing well. I'm excited for uh, uh, the football season. You know, we, we watched the Browns game, um, ready for this Saturday as well. So, looking forward to uh, looking forward to some preseason football. Yeah, I mean, inching closer every day. I'm very excited, as is everyone. But, yeah, I'm just happy to uh, get some football in our lives. Yeah, so let's start off first with the Hard Knocks episode and just the biggest takeaways. And my, I would just like to start off with this. How about that speech by Robert Sala in the beginning where he was talking about not being the same old Jets, talking about the Crows, and a nice little shot at Sean Payton too, I might add, with, with that whole Crows analogy right there. So Sala, it looks like this team is just fully understanding the task at hand here. I would love to not have the distraction of Hard Knocks, but as a fan – I had a great time watching that. I thought that was a 10 out of 10 production right there. Yeah, I thought it was really good as well. Um, yeah, honestly, like it started off with the bang with the solid speech. Um, even the, the speeches by um, Jeff Ulbrich. Well, not really a speech. Oh, but Ul- Ul- Ulbrich was phenomenal. I was going to bring yeah. Ulbrich up. But how about that little shot Ulbrich had at Bill Belichick, too, where he said it's more than just doing your job. I thought that was awesome. He knew what he was doing yeah. there. Absolutely. And honestly, just my favorite part of the – obviously, I, I enjoyed it as well, but – um, just seeing how close the guys have been and or have looked together. Um, obviously the addition of Aaron Rodgers is huge for that that locker room. So just just seeing the good vibes and good competition, especially Sauce and, and Garrett Wilson, though that was probably my favorite part. Yeah, it was a very nice first episode. A lot of good things, a lot of funny things. And yeah, I'm just I'm just looking forward to the to what we have three more left or four left? I think four, right? Yeah, yeah. I uh, believe we have we have we yeah. should have four, right? I mean there's Next week there's, we'll get one, yeah. and then the week of the twentieth, and then eh, I think there's actually three left, Sean. Right? Because I, I thought think there was five total. I'm not sure. Five, yeah. It's yeah. five. Okay, so they I guess they they take you all the way up until week one. Then, yeah. No, I'm I'm looking forward to the storylines building, and you know, uh, figuring out some stuff about about like the lesser known guys. You know. Yeah, I think the first episode, I think a lot of people had uh, people that really aren't Jet fans were like, oh, well, it was the Aaron Rodgers show. Well, folks, I hate to break it to you, but the only reason why people care about the Jets is because Aaron Rodgers is their quarterback. And the first episode of the whole Hard Knocks season will mainly be about Aaron Rodgers and his decision to come play for the Jets. And Nathaniel Hackett was in the storylines all week because the whole thing with Sean Payton. They were hot topics. They needed to be addressed by Hard Knocks. They have a job to do. Nobody cares about the guy fighting to make the roster on the first episode of Hard Knocks. They're trying to kick it off with a bang. As we get into the preseason more and these guys start playing more and more and they get more footage of these guys practicing and playing more, getting more reps, we'll start to find those Hard Knocks feel-good stories that everybody so desperately craves. But I just really want to pivot to this coaching staff here. And look, 
it's they they know the standard and and I do have my reserve reservations with this coaching staff, uh, particularly the head coach. I think a lot of people have been a little too hard on Salah. They said he looked really awkward or something. I didn't get that vibe. Look, it, with Aaron Rodgers in here, and they're all saying, oh, well, Rodgers is basically the coach. Well, yeah, you're damn right Aaron Rodgers is the coach because Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. This coaching staff hasn't pr- proven anything, and he wanted to come here and play for this coaching staff. That should speak volumes of what this coaching staff is trying to do. So uh, I, I think people should just relax there, but credit to the coaching staff, man. It's just, it's never good enough. It can always be better. And that's the type of mentality that we need to be a championship team because we have a lot of catching up to do. It's not like this team was in the playoffs last year and felt like a game or two short. This team is hasn't been in the playoffs for 13 years. We're trying to go from rock bottom all the way to the top. And that's not going to happen overnight. And we don't have the time that these other teams have had. We got to do it fast now. Yeah, I think the one thing that um, I took from the from the coaching staffs in general was um, just like embracing the entire fact that like the team is going to not the team, the league is going to be um, ready to face the Jets. You're not looking at, at the Jets as an easy W and oh, hell um, no. just just embracing that, embracing the expectations like you, you always want to hear that and see that from um, just the culture in general. But, Jake, I want to ask you. Um, there was a point I think like uh, Aaron Rodgers said that um, Salah was too negative. Did you expect to hear that or see that? No, no. I th- I, I honestly, I thought he might have been joking, to be honest with you. I don't know. I hope he was, because good God, if you think that guy's too negative. <laughs> well, I, that was, I, I don't know what he was, was dealing with in Green Bay, but yeah, that guy is not negative. I thought, and honestly, I know a lot of people like to make a big deal about the whole Zach Wilson thing, too. I give Zach Wilson a lot of credit for really getting in front of that camera, like, if that were me personally, I'd be like, get that camera out of my face right now. And he's really taken on and embraced a really tough situation. He hasn't been a distraction for the team. So good on Zach there. But no, Salah, <laughs> he's definitely not the most negative guy. No, 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 not at all. Zach, Zach came off very likable. You know, he obviously got knocked down last year a lot, like a lot of hate on him. But he came off as a very likable guy. And like obviously, it's going to be like, I don't want to call it the Aaron Rodgers show, but that's the best quarterback that they ever had on the show. So Is he's going to have yeah. the spotlight for sure. And and it kind of what, what like Jake said about the coaching staff. I like the coaching staff, but it comes down to winning. S- same thing with Douglas. Yep. He's made a ton of good moves. We all like him, but it just comes down to we have to win. And we have to get into the playoffs. Yeah. And I thought the whole Hackett thing was great. I think Hackett gets a really bad rap. There's been a ton of coordinators out there that have not been good head coaches out there. And everybody likes to signal uh, this guy out for God knows what. So it looks like Hackett's really brought a great deal of fun into that building. And it looks like Hackett's pretty damn intense, too, from what I saw in Hard Knocks. It didn't look like they were just fooling around, you know, playing darts or whatever, like Aaron Rodgers talked about uh, with their days in Green Bay. Like, no, Hackett looked like a pretty intense guy. And if he didn't like how something was done, he made them do it over again until it was done to their satisfaction. So uh, definitely happy about Hackett. Uh, next week, I think we'll see a little bit more of the other guys. I think like Michael Carter would be. Oh, and another thing, I, I hate the. I hate to. I this this point just came back into my mind. I didn't love how the whole like Sauce Gardner Hall of Fame thing. Like he's a second year player. Like let's relax with the Hall of Fame and let's let's see it again this year. Let's be even better. I I didn't love that. That you know I know a lot of people like that whole thing. Revis was there, but guess what? And by the way, the whole Darrell Revis thing. Put, it puts a little bit of a damper on it how we won a Super Bowl with the Patriots. I was I got to be honest with you. Like, did, did did any of you guys feel that with Revis when he got inducted into the Hall of Fame this weekend? I, I couldn't help but get that out of my memory. No, nah, it definitely stings. I mean, it's like 
they're our most hated rival, I would say rival, I would say. So definitely stings. Um and it's it's but he's a, he's a he was a great jet. Like I can't. But even... he didn't care about the Jets though. Like that's the thing I think people need to realize. Like, and I love Darrell. Like, I, I he's the best Jet that I ever saw. But dude, he didn't care about the Jets. He just cared about getting as much money as he wanted. Like he, let's be honest here. If the Jets didn't draft him, would did he? You know what I'm saying? Like I guess you could say that for a lot of players. But he couldn't wait to stick it to the Jets, man. He he, he held out. I don't know. I, I just don't have that same feeling that a lot of other Jet fans seem to have about Revis. They did trade him at the end of the they day. Tr- they traded him because they had to, though. He was asking for quarterback money. You see what I'm saying here? Yeah. Oh, but the torn ACL. I didn't watch his speech or listen to his speech, but I don't think he brought the Patriots up he did, like, too much. Kind of. He said even the Jet fans that burned my jersey, like he couldn't make, he couldn't be like, thanks, Bill Belichick, after saying thank you to the Jets. And yeah. And I, I think know. he appreciates like how much the fan base likes him and stuff. But yeah, like I, I definitely get it. It is absolutely brutal to see him win that championship with that. My a, a bunch of people asked me like, "Oh, what well, you, you didn't want to go to the the, the whole thing?" Well, listen, I, I Joe Klecko is a great guy. It seems I didn't watch Joe Klecko play in the whole. I couldn't. I was never really like that with Revis. As as listen, if the great Nick Mangold ever makes it to the Hall of Fame, I'll a hundred percent be there no doubt i i really do i think nick mangold should be in the hall of fame the guy was the best center in football for a pretty extensive period of time nick mangold should be in the hall of fame he was uh, that guy to me really embraced being a jet him and i don't think brick should be i don't think brick's gonna make it but the great nick mangold he should be in the hall of fame if he ever gets inducted in which i think maybe he will it takes guys a little bit of a while in football hopefully i know gary myers was pretty in, uh of, of the formerly the new york daily news he was very instrumental with Klecko getting in after all this time. I really hope that he can get Nick Mangold into the Hall of Fame because uh, Nick Mangold deserves it. And, hey, if Aaron Rodgers takes the Jets to the Super Bowl and, and wins, I'll be there for that one as well. So we'll see. I'll be there one day. I'll, I'll be there for Aaron Rodgers' uh, induct- induction ceremony. <laughs> yeah, no, th- no doubt. But the, the whole sauce thing, though, I, I think they got to relax with that. I, I hope this isn't all getting to sauce. And I love Sauce Gardner. I do. I just hope this isn't all getting to his head. Like he needs to, he that's needs fair. to do it again. You know, that's fair. But I, I think he's that type of guy and type of player where like he's just gonna be, you know, that's just outside noise. Like he's he's already um, internally motivated. So um, that that's the vibe that I get from him. I don't have any worries about him as long as he's healthy. I think he's gonna go out there and perform. And all of the rookies last year, like, really have like a good head on their shoulders. And with Sauce too, like. He doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke, he just streams and plays football. <laughs> yeah, look, I don't really care if he does. I'm just saying, though, he needs to, they need to do it. Like, let's relax about the Hall of Fame. Like, let's let's play more than a year in the NFL here. There's been plenty of guys that were phenomenal rookies in the NFL. And we got to just relax a little bit there with that, uh, really. Um, but just transitioning here from the Hard Knocks, looking forward to next week. Uh, I really think there will be a couple of other characters. I think Michael Carter's got a lot to offer to the program, and uh, Quinnen Williams. I know Quinnen got a little bit of a, a, a of a segment there, but I think Quinnen's got a really nice personality. Um, Michael Clemens, I would love to see get a little bit more camera time. We all love Michael Clemens, but lo- looking Reach forward to too. next week. I'll, just on to the next subject at hand here. This Jets offensive line. Joint practice this week with the Carolina Panthers. Apparently, the offense struggled in the two-minute drill. Brian Burns, who is really an underrated football player. Brian Burns is one of the best edge rushers in all football, and the Panthers have a good defensive line. They have Derek Brown, who they drafted in the top 10 in 2020. They got some guys up there up front. They're they're definitely not weak 
in that department. But hearing Billy Turner is looking like the second coming of Wayne Hunter. I don't know if you guys remember Wayne Hunter from those Jets teams. He was abysmal. And it sounds like Turner's not playing well. He's, he's saying, oh, well, he's moving from left to right tackle. Listen, you're not doing well at either of them. So I don't know what it is there. So the Jets, the, Makai Becton, it just seems like a never-ending. He's got to make it through a game. I, I I don't know if you guys heard Salah today. He has no faith in this guy making it through a whole season, man. He, he has no faith that this guy can play 17 games. He has no faith that he can even make it through a game. We are in a little bit of trouble here, actually a lot of trouble especially if Dwayne Brown isn't ready to go week one, which I don't think that will be the case, but this, this offensive line needs, I don't know. I don't know how to fix it at this point in this, the off season. I really don't. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I'm a, I'm a little, I'm not going to say like worried, but it, it's something to monitor because Max Mitchell did not look fantastic. And I, you know, I'm only going off of what I hear from reporters, but it's not like he hasn't had good practices as well. Bad in the preseason game too. Yeah. We, we spoke about Billy Turner. So can you really trust Makai Becton to to play a full season? Absolutely not. Took himself <laughs> out. Yeah, he's he played seven snaps. They're, like. they're going to move AVT to tackle eventually. They even planted the seed today. It's it's got to happen. They're just not good enough. I think so. And it's it's honestly, if, if I would do it sooner rather than later, I'm not trying to have a situation like last year where it's kind of like on the fly. And even though he played well, he did. But like, you don't want to keep doing that to the guy. So. I would do it. I would do it soon. So, so if you want to put ABT at right tackle, what would you do? Would you would you start Tittman at center? Tittman apparently yeah. hasn't been looking great in practice. He's been working with the second and third team. He looked good in the preseason game. Is Tittman your center? McGovern at guard, even though McGovern hasn't played guard and God knows when. It ha- it would have to be something like that, to be honest. And and listen, Tittman looked pretty solid in that in 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 that first preseason game. So. Going off that going off that tape, that's only I can go off. I don't I don't have the practice footage, but. Um, it it has to be man. Play the, the the best five guys, and we have versatile guys who can move around. Like we we can't we can't have this foolishness for another season. No. If if they're gonna start shuffling guys around, they better do it now so they can get some reps there. But the thing with Beckton is just like they've had him at left tackle getting these reps too. Like get him some some reps at right tackle. Like I don't I don't have too much faith in Meaver, but there's still like a month left. Hopefully he can build some strength up in his knee. But even with Drain Brown, he's coming off a, a surgery. He's he's old. Like I'm definitely I'm definitely a little worried here. Yeah, but Brown played pretty solid for the Jets last year, all things considered. In December, he kind of broke down a little bit, especially that Jacksonville game. He was pretty brutal. But the guy was playing with the torn rotator cuff, and we talked at length how painful that must be, especially for an offensive lineman. I think Brown will be fine. I think the Jets are playing it more on the cautious side, and I think. They're not really moving ABT to tackle now. It's because what's the point? Dwayne Brown's not even back. You may as well get Makai reps at left tackle. And I really think that Makai and honestly the Jets, for that matter, they're probably attributing his injury woes to playing right tackle last summer. I know Makai alluded to that earlier. I, I, I don't know what they're going to do with him. I don't even know. He's like, he's kind of just like an added bonus, man. Like this guy, he's, he played seven snaps and he was limping off the field. I get it. He ended up being fine, but, and he was talking about the turf was no good for his knee. Well, what, what, is every turf in the league? I know the MetLife turf, they had to redo because it was no good. Is every turf in the league good enough? Like if, if the turf's not good one week, are you just going to tap out of the game? Like, what are we doing here? Makai, like that wasn't great either. So I'm worried. They, they're, they need to hope that, 
they can get like another guy like a Nate Herbig to shake loose or something like that on 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 waivers or something because I don't know, man. It sounds like Turner has been bad. I, I I like if they can get somebody better, I really wouldn't mind cutting him. It, it sounds like it's been that bad. Yeah, I mean, listen, you can only. I don't think there's any any trades brewing. No, they're not going to get Martin. I think I, I I'm not sure about Martin. I don't. I, I don't think that's happening. Cowboys can't operate without without him. And you know we're not going to trust a rookie and, and Carter Warren. So no, he's not part of the it's, plan. <laughs> it's time to get some some guys in here or or figure this out. If you guys had to guess, we got a month ago. Who's the starting five week one? The guys currently on the team. Not not thinking outside. Yeah. yeah, guys, guys currently on the team. I'm telling you, they're probably going to just take a stab with Turner or or Mitchell at right tackle as of right now. Regardless of how much they love it, it'll probably be one of them, and then AVT at right guard. Left uh, center McGovern, left guard Lake and Tomlinson, and then Dwayne Brown. I, I I think at first when the season starts, though, and then if they're really that bad, they'll move AVT to tackle and go from there. I I was gonna say the same thing. I think it's gonna be, uh, Brown, Lincoln. Uh, I think they're gonna go McGovern as well, AVT, and then probably Mitchell, at right tackle. I don't think. I mean that's. Ooh, that's tough. Well, but... let me tell you guys a big mistake that Joe Douglas made. <laughs> let, let me tell you guys a big mistake. And I and I was telling our buddy Benny this too when I was talking to him. I don't think it gets talked a lot. Uh, I don't think it's talked about a lot enough, if that makes any – I don't even know. But anyway, um, Morgan Moses, why did Joe Douglas just let him walk away? Now, refresh my memory. Did they not offer him a contract and he took them all with the Ravens or no? Didn't didn't I seem can't... like they yeah, it didn't seem like they offered him a contract. It seemed like heading into last season, they were very content. They they this was at the time where they thought Makai Becton will be their left tackle. So they thought Becton would be the left tackle, and they thought George Fant would be the right tackle, or vice versa. Now, fast forward. Makai Becton shows up completely out of shape to camp, and they know what's coming. Dwayne Brown was visiting the team because of that. And then literally the next day, Makai Becton was lost for the season. So Dwayne Brown comes in to play left tackle. Dwayne Brown's never played right tackle, so he's going to play left tackle. And then they had to move George Fant back to right tackle. Not a lot of tackle insurance there. But all Morgan Moses did for the year he played for the team was start every single game and never really miss a snap. Don't know why Joe Douglas was so quick to dismiss him. Because why? Because Makai Becton has to play left tackle. I mean, what are we doing here? Yeah, that was a blunder. That's a, that's a good point. That's a good call. Um, now, I think I'm getting my years mixed up. Was Makai hurt before that, or no? Or was that after his rookie year? No. Yeah, so Makai. So the year before, so 2020 was his rookie year with Adam Gase, that whole disaster. And then 21 was Zach Wilson's rookie year. Makai got hurt the first game of the season. Carolina. But that but that was after the whole training camp, though, where Mike LaFleur was calling him out of shape. You remember that? He was vomiting after mm-hmm. they were running. And then he, he's he gone, first game of the year. And then the next year, which was last year, couldn't make it to week one. He was lost in practice. Dwayne Brown was signed the week of. Yeah, that's a, that's a good shout. I, I mean. Should have kept Morgan Moses. I'd love to have Morgan Moses at a right tackle right now. I wonder if he's starting for this, the Ravens because I don't the Ravens have a lot of offensive linemen. That's that's something we can check. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it just sucks with Makai because, like, from the reporters, like he's getting good reps in. Obviously, he just can't stay out there. 
So it's gonna it just really sucks. Yeah, the offensive line is is most certainly a concern. Uh, and then I will say though, I think it's a little. I think people are gassing it up a little too much because when you have a guy like Aaron Rodgers who gets rid of the ball quick, like this isn't Zach Wilson holding on to the ball for an eternity back there or just running, right? Like he's he's just not going to start scrambling when there's when there's a clean pocket. So Rodgers will get rid of the ball. That element would be fine. And listen, the great ones, they find a way, right? Tom Brady went to Tampa. Was that offensive line any good? I don't know. It looked like they were getting him killed for, for his whole tenure there. The the first year was pretty solid. And then that second year was injury. Well, they had a lot of well, – that first year, though, when they won the Super Bowl, they had a lot of problems in protection, or especially earlier in the season. I mean, remember that, that Thursday night game where he lost to Nick Foles and the Bears? Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like, I, I love the training camp – Updates, but like tweeting out every single play when it's literally training camp, like that'll you know cause more of a stir than maybe it should. Wait, that's what happens when you're when you're a team like this. And by the way, yeah. Morgan Moses is the starting right tackle for the Baltimore Ravens. It looks like didn't that's uh, Fant just sign somewhere too, like recently? Sure, yeah, but the thing is, though, I was fine not with that. that. I'm, I'm yeah, not that I would have wanted him back, but yeah, he signed with the Texans. He was still out there. But listen, Fant might have okay. been better than Billy Turner. But I was. Uh, Billy Turner right. is getting beaten like a drum. It sounds like Turner's been absolutely abysmal. <laughs> it's every, it's like one of those tweet. Th- Yeah, it, it's tweet. like it's like one of those things where you kind of hope when you get into the season, like he's a veteran player, he'll be fine. But I don't know, man. It it, it is concerning. Um, you know, a, a lot of ideas that I see from people on like Twitter and like all these NFL analysts are go out there and get. Like someone said, Taylor Lewan, who was the left tackle for the for the Titans, or go get uh, Bakhtiari, Rogers' buddy from the past. These are all guys that have played left tackle. Like, let's find a right tackle. You know what I'm saying? Like, those guys aren't going to come here and play right tackle. And if they come here, Dwayne Brown doesn't want to play right tackle. So, it's concerning. It, it definitely is. I, I'm I'm worried about this offensive line, and I think by the tone of Salah's voice, he's concerned about this offensive line too. Yeah, that's a that's a good point of, because we basically like have someone at right at left tackle already in Dwayne Brown. It's just he hasn't practiced yet. But oh, man, <laughs> Mitchell is getting bullied. Now, that preseason game was awful. <laughs> he was getting <laughs> bullied. <laughs> I was actually watching a recent video on Barstool with uh, Luan and he was like naming the teams that uh like contacted him, but they beeped it out. And he said one team asked him to play right tackle, and he said absolutely not. And was it? Maybe that was the Jets. Who knows? Well, I, I know that he had a lot of uh, issues with Keith Carter, who's the Jets' run game coach. But yeah, from Titans, yeah, hard yeah, ass, whatever. Well, before we wrap up, I just really wanted to talk about this Dalvin Cook thing. Is Dalvin Cook coming to the Jets or what? Like, can we? When are we going to put an end to this? You know, like there's other backs out there. I, I'm kind of starting to get fed up, and I'm glad. I am so glad. We didn't, and I told you guys this when we talked last week too. He was nowhere to be found on Hard Knocks. No need to give him that media attention that he so desperately craves, bro. Where is he? Why is he not here yet? Honestly, I'm I'm tired of it. There's too many like tweets and and retweets and follows that like it's what what does this even mean anymore? And like honestly, I, I you know I saw the report that they were three million apart in in money. Are you really going to pay him $8 million to be a backup? No. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I definitely don't care anymore. Like, if he signs, great. 
maybe bringing another guy like Kareem for a visit or something. I don't know. Dude, it, it, well, I don't really, a lot of people say Hunt's a little out of gas. And I personally would bring Zeke in here. I think Zeke still has something yeah. in the tank. We don't, we don't need a guy to be a, you know, a workhorse. We got plenty of guys. We just need a nice veteran that can, you know, Zeke, Zeke would be great for the Zeke, goal line stuff. And let me tell you this. I told, I saw, so I know a lot of buddies of mine that are Cowboys fans. And I, tell talk to anybody who covers the Cowboys. Zeke is an excellent pass blocker. He is excellent at picking up blitzes. And that was very valued in that offense that they'll miss. And they could honestly still bring Zeke back. But I have been saying that we should bring Zeke here. I would tell Dalvin Cook to go take a walk. I really would. I'm starting to get that fed up with him. I would say, listen, Dalvin, here's the deal. You have this much amount of time. Accept the deal or the deal's off. Go go play go play somewhere else then. Where, where are your other teams? Like, what are we going to do? Bring this guy in like a week before the season? He needs to get here. He, the, 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 We can't be integrating new pieces in the offseason this late in the game. We have enough work to catch up on. So time is time, clock is ticking. Yeah, that's that's what I'm worried about, too, is just like we don't we don't need, you know, someone to sign who's going to have a major part in this offense a week before the season starts. So, you know, hopefully it gets done soon. If not, you know, there's always guys out there. And honestly, at this point. They might just run it, run it back with what we have right now. I don't like that. I don't like that. Like Dalvin's definitely like the best option out there. But if you're looking to sign a running back, I mean, obviously like Aaron Rodgers has a big hand in it. He he definitely wants him. But if you're open to like adding a veteran running back, how come you aren't taking more visits? It's kind of odd. And they and they said today, Sean and, and Lorenzo, they said today. I believe it was the Dolphins. Armando, I, I'm sorry, I I just don't really have the last name, but he's pretty well known on Twitter. It was about a $3 million difference. Uh, listen, Christopher Johnson and Woody Johnson, your quarterback gave back $35 million that he was owed. Go out there and get this guy. Enough is enough. If, they, if it's $3 million, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I just, like, again, I just, and like, like, like Sean's point, you know, if they were really hell bent on on adding a veteran piece, you know, wouldn't there be more visits happening? You know, more rumors at least being spread. There's not even a rumor. And his visits aren't. <laughs> he's not taking a ton of visits himself. Crazy man. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm okay with like just running it with the group we got. I mean, I would I would love to add a veteran, but I'm not gonna you know be pissed if we don't add somebody. My my last comment uh, before we uh, wrap for this week. Malik Taylor better make the roster. I like that guy. I I I think apparently he's been flashing in camp. He's got chemistry with Rodgers. I would they got to keep Malik Taylor on this roster. Malik Taylor and 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 my boy Chaz, Chaz Surratt. He was oh uh, Surratt's gonna make the <laughs> roster, no doubt. Surratt right. Surratt's gonna be he's gonna be ahead of Sherwood probably before you know it. Who knows? No. Surratt Brownlee looks too. good. Surratt Surratt. It's gonna be good. Taylor or Brownlee probably out of those two. Taylor's going to make it over Brownlee, it sounds like. I mean, T- Taylor's really been flashing. Yeah. We still got a month. It's very interesting because Brownlee's been getting some good stuff. Malik Taylor, too, obviously. Those are going to be big uh, hard knock storylines. And, and, and I need to see Nicole Hardman returning the punts because that punt returner, that muff, that <laughs> didn't muff it, but he dropped the punt. I want him cut her. I don't care. I don't even know who it was, <laughs> but I'm good. Nope. No thanks. Just no put Hardman, that. put Randall Cobb back there. He, he's had experience with catching punts. Like, put someone back there that won't lose the game for us. That's all I want. We're not asking for a whole lot here. But, all right, well, that will do it for this week's edition of the Jetsway podcast. Please follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave the five-star review. It certainly helps out the program a great deal. We'll be back 
before you know it, as the season is just creeping up ever so close on us. As always, go Jets. Go Jets. Jets.